Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Jennifer McNeely, and how are you? Good, Lou. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, For everyone uh, that's out there in uh, radio land, Jennifer McNeely was on uh, Manufacturing Talk Radio for a while. She's been on Wham, uh, hosting her own show. Uh, Jennifer's uh, moved on and is still continuing to climb that ladder way, way beyond the glass ceiling. Uh, Jennifer is uh, now CEO of the American Society of Safety Professionals. Um, she stepped into that role last uh, August, and uh, not to throw ages around, but you're the eighth executive director since inception of uh, the American Society of Safety uh, in 1911. It's a long time for an organization to uh, uh, exist. So uh, big changes in your life. Yes, Lou. Um and equally a relocation to Chicago. We are located in outside of Chicago in Park Ridge, Illinois. And as you know, a long legacy and history of keeping the world safe. It's an easy way to talk about the role here at ASSP. We are our, our members and in every work environment around the world, somebody is responsible for ensuring everybody goes home at the end of the day to their families, and our 38,000 members globally are responsible for that. So excited to be here and excited to be back on um, Manufacturing Talk Radio and to talk a little bit about how this applies to some of the things that we're getting ready to partner on again. So thanks for having me, Lou. I appreciate it. Oh, it's great. Uh, I'd I'd like you just to spend a minute or so talking about 180 skills and uh, how you uh, left that. And uh, uh, I presume it's still in existence. And then uh, you've moved on to uh, higher higher ground. What's up? So happy to share the transition. Actually, I was at the 180 Skills office yesterday in Indianapolis. So, um, and it goes back to why ASSP and why this fit for me. As you know, I have a long legacy and background in manufacturing, education, and workforce development. And when I was approached by the society to take on the role of CEO, There are a lot of elements within the building that fit really nicely with my experiences and career, including my time at 180 Skills. And I took my brand new director of professional development back to 180 Skills yesterday to show him what really great online content looks like. So one of the pillars here at ASSP that we focus on on behalf of our 38,000 members is education and professional development. What is changing in the world of work that is requiring individuals, and especially those that keep people safe, to think about their work environment different. So that's been an important piece of what I'm, what I'm doing. And you know, from a 180 skills perspective, how you move education to an online environment and open up access to get just-in-time, real-world knowledge they can apply mm-hmm. today, really good fit. Um, in addition, here at ASSP, some of the work that I've done around standards 
has been really important. Clearly, our 38,000 members who are the feet on the street of driving safety culture in companies. And then another element of my time in Washington and equally within my career is the importance of raising the voice of our nation's safety professionals. And we call that the value of the profession. How do we make sure in a business operating environment that safety practices are front and center? You know, they're both important practices, but socially responsible, good business practice that impacts the bottom line. So, so a lot to, of experience is bringing me here. Just for our listeners' sake, you were also with the uh, Department of Labor uh, as Director of Business Relations. Uh, I don't know how long you were there, but obviously you've got a, a lot of uh, knowledge base and uh, uh, understanding from the government side how things work when they work. <laughs> I, yeah, I you're right. <laughs> the the public-private partnership has always been mm-hmm. an anchor in my career, and the bridge between my experience at the U.S. Department of Labor to the private sector, my time in leadership at the Manufacturing Institute, all really brought me to where I am today. I was, I think I was building to lead AFSP forward. So now that you're in that hot seat since last August uh, of 2018, what's going on? What, what's your plans? Where are you taking it? Uh, actually, this conversation is very timely. I just, with um, an uh, incredible team of 80-plus professionals here in Chicago rolled out our strategy in the context of how we're managing the society forward. So when I was hired, actually, we were governed by a board of directors and a house of delegates that represent safety professionals around the world, and we had just approved a brand new strategic plan, and that strategic plan focused on you know, our membership, our role in education, our role in driving standards, and elevating the voice of the profession. And yesterday we had an all-staff meeting on what does that look like from an operations perspective. If we have a plan and we know where we're going, what is the role of every individual? And I use the example of today's radio interview. Mm-hmm. This is important to us because we're taking the message beyond our membership to the employers that employ safety professionals. So it's exciting. And we're on the move. And we're excited to be uh, traveling along with you on this um, and, uh, you know, partnering uh, partnering with us. We, uh, Our mission as well, when we started this five years ago, was to get the message out. And uh, I think that we've uh, uh, successfully done that and are continuing to do so. So we're, we're happy to be on board with you. Thank you. Again, I appreciate that. No problem. No problem. I'll I'll just have to go to Chicago now, meet up and have a cocktail. <laughs> you are always welcome here, Lou. And maybe when we have one of our groups here, we'll figure out how to how to bring um, Yellow Jacket Media here to uh, do some interviews with our incredible safety leaders. We'll yeah, look forward be, to it. That'd be terrific. And and it just so happens Chicago is one of the places that I really love, especially in the winter. Wow. Well, it's and so we're warm there. Um, hey, 
<laughs> I have survived my first winter in Chicago. <laughs> it is the yeah, first you... time in my career that the office has closed down because we have no heat. It was that's <laughs> that's a different kind of cold, man. Different kind of cold. Right, right. But it's I've really been great. In a couple of, I've been in a couple of those snowstorms on business. Uh, it's uh, something special. Something yeah. special. Yeah, so, it's a cold day. It's a cold day in Chicago when the heating pipes freeze. Yeah. Yes. So, so let me ask you a question about the uh, the membership, the thirty eight thousand. Uh, mm-hmm. I presume that there's a relationship between male and female members. Uh, what what is the split? You know. Yes, I do know. So, and you're absolutely right. Our our membership is. Uh, diverse around the world, although a big portion of it is within the United States. Mm-hmm. And our membership uh, is about an 80-20 split between male and female and has historically been that. And as you know, you have strong roots in diversity and inclusion and certainly within manufacturing, extensive experience in advancing those numbers. So that is a lens that I bring here. We as a society know that to accurately represent the individuals that we're keeping safe in the world of work, we mm-hmm. too need to focus on diversity and inclusion, and that's a strategic priority for us. Well, as you as you remember, we started WAM, uh, Women and Manufacturing, because it just seemed as though two years ago was the was the uh, the time for the woman in industry. And uh, it's really incredible what we've seen in the last two years uh, uh, regarding women in the in the workplace, uh, in C suites, and so on. And uh, you're you're the living proof of that as well. Well, thank you, and I appreciate that. We also, within our volunteer leadership, if we look to our own board of directors, um, have great representation. But it's something we all need to be working on, and it's important because that ensures that we held a women's summit last fall, and one of the outcomes associated with the women's summit was, and this was no surprise to me given um, the work that I did within manufacturing, leadership's an issue. Interesting in the world of safety, personal protective equipment. We often use the statement shrink to pink. It's not about the color. It's not about the fashion. It's about keeping people safe. And as body types change, and this is this is a safety issue that impacts everybody. Um, we need we need to keep people. We need to take those factors um, into account. And then the other has to do with workplace violence, which disproportionately impacts women in the world of work. And and those are things that we are tackling. Uh, both what does good personal protective equipment look like from an from a workplace violence. Uh, we have an active shooter report and a series of technical reports. It's so humbling to be in an organization that truly drives the conversation from a consensus standards perspective. But as we see on the news every single day, almost every single day, the challenges in the world of work and active shooters, how are we responding and how are we keeping everybody safe? So those are some of our strategic priorities, Lou. And as we look to leveraging the WAM podcast forward, that's what we're going to bring to the audience. We are going to bring forward a voice of what's important when you are ensuring 
that everybody is going home at the end of the day and collectively our tagline of working together for a safer, stronger future is the partnership we're driving. Sure. As a matter of fact, I, I might suggest to you that some of these uh, articles and uh, reports that you're talking about, uh, if you'd like us to post them up on uh, our website, we'd be happy to do that. Wonderful. We'll make sure that we get a copy of the Women in Safety report that we just released. And, you know, I think our commitment to you and to the listeners is stay tuned. We're really excited about our partnership. We're excited about the opportunity to elevate the, the voice of the safety professional, but more importantly, to bring awareness forward as to some of the technical things that translate to changing the world of work. As long as we get a, as long as we get a paycheck at the end of the week, we'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Jennifer, I'm just curious, 38,000 members. I don't know how many companies that represents, but I'm wondering how many companies in the U S uh, exist. And I think it's several million, um, which gives me the feeling that many could be ignoring safety. That would be, that's the concern that haunts the back of my mind. Are they ignoring safety thinking, eh, it's really not that important. So I, I don't know that I have the data specific behind it. Um, because what our own data has shown is individuals in safety often come from a different career path. They didn't necessarily enter a traditional academic program, but we do have formalized ABET accredited higher education, you know, undergraduate, master's, and Ph.D. level programs in safety. And to our future safety leaders that we host here in Chicago annual, on an annual basis, you know, they're in those programs. But 60% of our membership comes from a different track. So I think part of our responsibility is to lead to what good looks like in safety when it's part of somebody's job not their full-time job. And that's an important element that we see ourselves positioned in as the society that represents those professionals. I'm assuming, uh, Jennifer, that based on the fact that there is an American Society of Safety Professionals, that there must be a fair amount of unsafe situations that occur where people get hurt or even killed. Do you have any stats on that for this country? So the 2017 stats on fatalities and workplace deaths in the United States were just over 5,000. And wow. from our perspective, it's that's just not acceptable. That's really what we're about. Yeah, that's, that's quite a number. Keeping everyone safe. Yes. Yeah. Really. Well, Jennifer, going forward, because I know this is a series of shows that we are going to be doing with ASSP, uh, what are you going to be covering in future shows? So uh, to highlight what we're going to talk about uh, on the WAM podcast in future shows, I'll give a couple of the highlights. Um, The first show we're going to kick off is going to speak a little bit to the the context of diversity and inclusion and how do you reframe your thinking around diversity and inclusion. With one, you need the other. That's one. The other is, you know, I'm a CEO that is anchored in evidence-based research and data. So we're going to bring forward the data. What does the data tell us? And as I've learned in manufacturing, you often have to show what good looks like. So I imagine as we roll forward, we're also going to bring forward some of the lessons learned and best practices. So, you know, we're targeting podcasts with technical content. We're targeting podcasts with 
evidence-based information, and we're targeting podcasts that provide substance and action. What can you do at the end of the podcast to action safety in the workplace? We're looking forward to it. That being said, why don't you give us the uh, URL and or email for people to potentially reach out to you? So our we- uh, so my email address is jmcnelly, J-M-C-N-E-L-L-Y, at A-S-S-P dot org. And you can find us online at A-S-S-P dot org. That's simple enough. You and I could remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and we as an outcome will get you that report. Yes, please. Uh, I'd love to see it, and uh, we'll post it, and uh, uh, we'll probably do a, uh, a social media thing on it that we've got it. Come get it and look at it and buy into what ASP is all about. Wonderful. And uh, Lou and Tim, to you and the uh, Yellow Jacket Media team, I just want to say thank you. I I feel like the voice that you've brought to our nation's manufacturing space and business and certainly the amplification around women in the workplace, it's truly to be commended. And congratulations on being timely, appropriate, and stepping up to the challenge of these discussions really need to come forward in the conversation. So thank you for all you guys do and for allowing ASSP to be a partner in that. Well, I thank you for those kind words. We may have to shorten it for the testimonial portion on our website, but uh, we'll, we'll get the quote correctly. Fair enough. Uh, Tim? I hear silence. And we want to thank you for being on on the Manufacturing Talk Radio. We've heard you many times on Women Manufacturing. Always great shows. I know that I've had the the privilege of being an engineer on a couple of those, so it's always fun to be the fly on the wall and listen to the conversation. (laughs) So we're looking forward to the future shows that you're going to be doing and appreciate you joining us here today to kind of update us on where you are, what's happening, and what we have looking forward. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. Take care. And we've been speaking with Jennifer McNelly, who is the executive director and CEO of the American Society of Safety Professionals, and a really important organization. We encourage all of our listening manufacturers and other companies, by the way, to become a member of ASSP so that you can take advantage of the knowledge base there. It's easier to learn from someone who's done it than to figure it out yourself. All of our shows are at mfgtalkradio.com. Feel free to dial in at any time and find what's going on in the world of manufacturing. And thanks for listening again today to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.